This is Scott Krinsky, and you are listening to Chuck First the Podcast. Hi, my name is Graham Jones, but you can call me Gray. This is my show. It's about Chuck. It's filled with interviews, the latest news, crazy co-hosts, and spoilers that'll make your day. Oh, wait, wait, I need to go back. I host these TV nights. They used to be pretty boring, but everything changed when I found NBC's new show, Chuck. Pretty soon, my TV night got pretty crowded. Guys I didn't even know were showing up the door. Big important guys. Really scary, nasty, get killed for hosting them guys. Next thing I know, these super episodes are downloaded into my brain. Which means every moment of my life, I'm thinking about Chuck. ChuckTV.net sent their top people to protect me. That's Mel and Liz. They're pretty zany. They co-host with me now as a cover. So now I must welcome you to Chuck vs. the Podcast. The number one TV podcast for NBC's Chuck. This is Gray. This is Mel. And this is Liz. And you're listening to episode 25 of Chuck versus the Podcast, our post-Comic-Con episode, which was attended by Mel and Liz. Oh, my goodness. I'm not... Okay, I am jealous. How was it? <laughs> Fantastic. Fan-freaking-tastic. Yeah, it was, it was crazy, busy, uh, fun, a great atmosphere, painful... <laughs> stressful but mostly overall it was fun and 160,000 people that's yeah that's how much uh how many people comic-con estimated attended was 160,000 um and i think we we bumped into pretty much all of them <laughs> you know you're trying to get around and you just you get up close and personal with folks there's no such thing as personal space at comic-con uh-uh Wow. No, you pretty much swap a lot of sweat. It's pretty uh -huh. gross. Uh -huh. <laughs> but it's fun because, you know, everybody's there in celebration of something. Yeah. Everybody's there because they love a show or a comic book or a movie. Um, so everybody, I mean, you'd think that with that many people and jockeying for position that it would get really, it could get violent or nasty, but it doesn't. Um People are just, they're excited to be there and they may be disappointed that you got the front row seat and they're in the fourth row or, you know, the 10th row, but they'll still say, way to go. Good job. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Congratulations on an awesome seat. So it's that, it's just that kind of atmosphere. And we'll get to Chuck, but you guys attended a few of the, the different panels. We attended several and we were also in several press rooms and Liz has decided that next year she's only doing press rooms because she's a little princess. <laughs> <laughs> not that i disagree but <laughs> there's there's something to be said for being able to go in the press room and talk to everybody versus standing in line for three hours on three hours it, sleep i think it was the day that we had to get up at like you know five o'clock in the morning or something uh -huh. in order to get to stand in line for a panel and and I didn't have to be there because I wasn't going to go into that panel because I had a press, I had press room just at the same time. Mm -hmm. So I, and you know, press room, you just walk in because it's by invitation only. Your name is on a list. Yeah. And uh, I didn't have to be there, but every, all my roomies <laughs> were going <laughs> to, were going to be going to panels and they had to line up before the doors open. So they dragged me with them. <laughs> Wow. I told you and you they, could stay and sleep, but you said And no. they wouldn't even give me coffee. Hey, that was not our fault. <laughs> you could have gone, but you realized she was like number six in her line. Wow. So she refused to leave. Don't yeah. give me any of that. 
<laughs> very, very cool. And, and in particular, the, the TV guide panel, um, you guys said on ChuckTV.net that uh, Zach really owned that. Oh, yeah. He did. Chuck, Chuck did. Yeah. Um, you know, Zach was just, Jack was representing, or Zach, did I say Jack? <laughs> you just said Jack. <laughs> Jack or Levi. Name. My, husband's, my husband just left for, anyway, um, yeah, he was definitely the energy uh, representing Chuck, but um, pretty much over overtook the whole panel. Wow. He did. It was, there's, yeah. if you've never seen Zach in person, it's hard to explain it because it's not like he's there seeking the attention. He's not egotistical or arrogant or saying, everybody look at me. Mm-hmm. But no, not- one of those people that you just, you, everybody wants him to notice them. Yeah. That makes, you know, he walks into a room and immediately everybody wants him to think that they're cool and they're worth, you know, hanging out with and, and wants uh, him to give them their attention. And then he's just so energetic and funny and the life of the party without really trying he's one of those guys mm-hmm. yeah i mean yeah he's just he's a guy that you just want to hang out with and yeah. uh, in this panel on friday night how many people were there liz on that panel oh like, i think well, there had to have been huh there had to have been eight maybe nine eight let me eight, say there several there were several shows there because it was the sci-fi hot list mm-hmm. yeah so um there was people there from vampire diaries V, Eastwick, Chuck, um, Flash Forward, and the, and, and, and some of the medium, their, and the medium, right? That's right. Um, she, uh, um, Allison uh, Dubois, yeah, the one, the person that the medium is based on, was there. So I think there were about ten or twelve people on that panel. Mm-hmm. And when we first got there, we were in the first row, and Zach was sitting, and we we were like first row, stage left, and they had Zach. They had his little nameplate out there, and he was going to be sitting at the end on the left, you know, stage left on the end, so right in front of us. Mm-hmm. And we we're like, yeah. And then they came out and started switching name tags around and moved him to the center. Wow. Because, and that's that's the place to sit. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the seat of honor. And they moved him there. We were mad, but they wouldn't listen to us. And moving back. <laughs> but, <laughs> You know, but, um, you know, they all came out and he was just, he owned it without even trying. Owned it. Yeah. The, the showrunners from the other shows that were represented there all made comments about wanting to have Chuck on their show. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you know it's funny, Chuck- just, just because you're an actor or just because you're in the industry doesn't mean that you're good in a group of people. Um, I, I won't say names, but, um, but even in, like in the Chuck panel, you can tell some people were really able to 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 interact with the crowd more than others mm-hmm. um, and it just happens it, it's a it's a totally separate skill it is and Zach's one of those people that effortlessly can interact with everybody he's so friendly yeah uh, and positive and upbeat um, it's it, it's really if you if you haven't experienced it in person it is difficult to explain but he's the perfect lead for a show perfect. Yeah. He loves his show. He loves the fans. He loves talking about the show. He loves talking to the fans. He loves talking to the media. Um, but it's never, like I said, it's never with that that kind of arrogant or egotistical um, attitude that we unfortunately did encounter a couple of times um, with, with people mm-hmm. from other shows. Mm-hmm. Um, just really drew a line um, when we were com- we were talking about that a little bit during the week. Uh, we, were, we were just kind of 
comparing some experiences that we had with other other actors and talent and saying, you know, there there are some people that you just would want to talk to and talk to and talk to and and they would be happy to talk with you and Zach's one of those people. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you you can you can totally tell. I mean, even in our in our rally interview, I know I mentioned this before, but um it was literally 1 in the morning and he had just crossed the Atlantic um to do a conference in in the UK and like 1 or one thirty in the morning he is taking an interview from me like and and totally energetic and he and it was supposed to be 5 or 10 minutes and he goes 25 like and and that was all his doing mhm yeah he's a great cool. guy yeah totally is well let's uh, let's roll into the the chuck panel itself and i i do want to give a spoiler warning it's possible that uh, we may mention things that are spoilers as we talk about the panel but um so what was it like so you lined up for hours or three, not yes three hours got there at the crack of dawn uh fortunately someone was already there and had saved a place for us kind of further up in the line so we were able to get fifth row seats mm-hmm. which when you're recording or you're taking pictures that's really better than front row mm-hmm. because of the way the the stage the elevation of the stage if you're too close mostly most of your pictures or video are table mm-hmm. with like tops of heads <laughs> so yeah. you know fifth row was pretty good yeah we were pretty happy about that but um they started out with a highlight reel from season two. Oh yeah and ended up with you know the, the final highlight or the final part of the reel was chuck saying guys i know kung fu you know, mm. And everybody cheered and, you know, there was a lot of cheering going on through the whole highlight reel. And then once the fans realized that what scene we were about to see, what we were going to end on, we were, you know, there was lots of screaming and some uh, following along of dialogue. Yeah. <laughs> and especially Casey's Chuck Me. Um, so then it fades to black and the, you know, we're expecting that, that that's the end of it and they're going to start, they're going to come out on stage. But instead... It comes up, it says, um, one one month later, I believe it says, and it opens with a close-up of a subway wrapper on uh-huh. a desk, which had everybody laughing. Yeah. And it pulls back, and we're in Schwartz's office, Josh Schwartz's office. Oh, yeah? And Chris Vidak and Zachary Levi are there as well. And they're asking Zach, you know, what are you going to do now? You know, the show's probably canceled. What are you going to do next? And he's saying, no, no, it's going to come back. I'm confident. The fans are behind it. I know we're going to get a third season. We're staying positive. And they're like, well, yeah, but what are you going to do? You know, what are your plans if it doesn't come back? And he refuses to even consider it. He's Uh just positive the show's coming back. So then the phone rings and Schwartz says, oh, I bet that's NBC. So he, you know, picks up the phone and he's, and, you know, Fedek and, and, and Zach are kind of looking at each other like, oh, my gosh, what's going on? And and Schwartz is, uh-huh, uh-huh, okay, all right, well, thanks for calling. If you change your mind, let us know. He hangs up. And, you know, but and now Zach's face has kind of fallen, and he's, you know, expecting bad news. And Schwartz comes, you know, says, we've been renewed for a third season. So Zach's now bouncing all around, and he's all excited. And he's like, yeah, you guys, this is awesome. And Schwartz and Fedak are like, yeah, this is great. Great. I'm so excited. Yay, we get a third season. Kind of faking the excitement, you know, you, you they're they're not really excited about this. Uh-huh. And you know, and the fans are like, what's going on? So then Zach leaves and Fedek turns to Schwartz and says, 
Now what are we going to do? <laughs> he knows Kung Fu. Now what? You said yeah. we weren't getting a third season. You said we didn't have to come up with a story beyond this. And he's all freaking out. And Schwartz is like, no, no, it's going to be fine. We'll come up with something. We're good with ideas. We can come up with some ideas. And and then they turn back to Feedak. And he's picked up the Stormtrooper helmet that's mm-hmm. on short, uh, a shelf in Schwartz's office and put it on. And he's banging his head in his hands, which, of course, is, you know, yeah. Uh, which got a lot of laughs because we are all geeks yeah. in the room. So then they finally short says, you know who we need. And, and FedEx like says something like, you know, Oh, do you think that will work? And he says, yeah, it's time to call him in. And the camera pans to the side and there's uh, Jeff and Lester sitting on the couch. <laughs> and, and short says, we need, we got to bring in Jeffster. So then, and the, you know, oh, massive applause. And so then fade to black, lights come up, and here comes Jeffster out on stage. Oh, yeah. To perform. And this is how they opened the panel. They opened it but with a cover of Queen's Fat Bottom Girls. Wow. And it was a rock star performance. Best panel opening ever. I mean, I talked to people who have been there for the last 15 years, mm-hmm. and they were saying that I've never seen anything like that. That was the best opening for a panel in history of Comic-Con. Wow. So, yeah, they rocked the house. And you can see, um, I recorded that and posted it on um, on YouTube, and, and it's on checktv.net. But it was the energy that that brought right from the beginning. It was, it was fantastic. It was the perfect way to open the panel. And from there, the next hour, it was a party. Wow. It was, it was a party with the Chuck cast and all of their closest friends, you know? Yeah. It was, it was, uh, it's, it's very difficult to describe the, the difference between a panel with Chuck and, and most other panels, but they really embrace the fans and turn it into um, a party. Wow. Well, I, I I watched the panel, uh, over myself and it looked like it was just a riot, but, um, there were, there were a few things that popped out. Maybe first, first of all, you could tell me which were the highlights of, of the panel for you. Well, I think besides Jeffster, the highlight was Schwartz giving us credit for bringing Chuck back. Yeah. That was unexpected and really awesome. And I'm not sure if you can tell it on the video, but um, they saw when um, everybody's pointing and yelling. Mm-hmm. They were pointing at me and then Schwartz and or, um, Josh Gomez and, and Zach do the, you know, rock the rock signs with their hands. Mm-hmm. And that was directed over at me. Oh, yeah. On behalf of. Uh, you know, on behalf of CheckTV.net, well, I, and yeah, the fans that rallied, I yeah. uh, I heard uh, Josh mention CheckTV.net. I don't remember that uh, that particular part. I know there were a few parts that were edited out. Um, uh, that, that could have been one of them. But well, um, I've got it on my recording. It's proof. <laughs> proof. <laughs> well, so that rocks. That that was pretty amazing. Yeah. To uh, to get, and of course, they shouted out to. Uh, Kath at giving me my remote and Mo Ryan from Chicago Tribune, Alan Seppenwall, who was the moderator mm-hmm. of the panel, which was also really neat. So it wasn't just checktv.net, but it was really, it was a little bit surreal and very, very cool yeah. to have that happen. But, very, very cool. Um, yeah. And uh, Josh Gomez wears pink underwear. Yes. <laughs> so I'm glad that's out in public now. Yeah. <laughs> Should, did we already mention that there's a spoiler warning just in case? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, now, I I thought out of all the people that spoke, the the most tantalizing tidbits were from um, Josh Schwartz. 
And in particular, mm-hmm. something that he said that, that I've heard a lot, um, just little snippets here and there, is everybody see, is repeating the fact that Chuck could be back sooner than we think. That's right. Um, NBC's taken a real gamble with uh, putting Leno on five nights a week. And if that doesn't pan out, if that does not work, then there's, you know, suddenly five hours of programming they have to fill. On top of that, they've had a little bit of um, bad luck, I guess, with a couple of their new shows. One of them that was supposed to premiere this fall, their lead actress has cancer and has to undergo treatment. Wow. So they've had to push that back to mid-season and flip one that was mid-season and bring it to the fall. Um you know, speed up production on that. So that's there. And, and of course not, not every show is going to succeed. Mm-hmm. So there, there is a chance, Um, you know, I, whether or not it happens, I don't know, but they are filming. They begin filming um, the week of uh, August 6th, I believe is their first day back on, on set filming. And the, you know, just to make sure that they, it's a little, little bit later than usual. If they were starting in the fall, they would have started filming um, it, earlier in July. But I believe that the reason they're kind of sticking to a schedule as though they were coming back in the fall is just in case they need to. And just remind everybody about what happened with season two was that um, they initially only had an order for 13 episodes. And when NBC saw how good the stuff was that was coming in, they just, immediately extended it um right to to the full season so i could see that happening as as they're shooting and nbc sees wow this is so good they could easily that could easily affect their decision um on how soon they bring it back agreed and there's also the possibility that even if it doesn't premiere until march as originally intended they'll go ahead and pick up that back nine and extend it through the summer yeah yeah you know what summers are so dry for tv there's so little to watch in the summer, and I think it'd be very wise of them to do that. It'd be a major boost, I think, for Chuck to have a chance to kind of find its footing when there's not a whole lot of other um, noise out there trying to get everybody's attention. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it worked for 24. Mm-hmm. So I yep. think it could work for Chuck. I think so. Yep. So, and uh, some other highlights are that... Um, I, I was really, really encouraged with uh, the direction that the Captain Awesome character is going to take. I know. Oh, I'm excited. And so is Ryan McPartland. Yeah. Um, he Somebody asked him, is Captain Awesome going to be um, more involved in the spy world? And he said, yeah, he will be. Um, he'll be submerged in the spy world is what I believe the exact quote. And then he says, much to Gomez's chagrin mm-hmm. <laughs> because... I guess Joshua Gomez was wanting to be, uh, you know, the sidekick. Yeah. And, you know, story-wise, Morgan, not probably the best person to have the secret. Yeah. <laughs> because as he, uh, as Gomez said in our interview with him in the press room, he'd be on Facebook immediately. Oh, my gosh, you guys. Yeah. My best friend, Super Spy. You know, so he's not going to keep that secret. <laughs> well, and, and I think Ryan made some great points about how, the most exciting part of a of a superhero story is the beginning when he's trying to figure everything out. And we had mm-hmm. that with Chuck in the first season. And now to be able to have a character that's going through that, the initial part of it, um, it, it I think that that's going to add a lot of fun to the spy world again. And it'll be someone who's so very competent in pretty much everything that we've seen him attempt so far. Mm-hmm. 
versus Chuck, who was a little bit bumbling. It's still a little bit bumbling with all, all of this. So you have, you're going to have that kind of contrast of the two of them trying to figure it out. And, and how is Awesome going to handle it? Yeah. Is he going to be awesome at this as well? Or has he met his own kryptonite? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and definitely there will be some interest, interesting stuff with Ellie. Yeah, they apparently do not plan to let Ellie find out anytime soon. Mm -hmm. And therefore, Awesome's going to have to keep it from her. And it's it's going to be interesting to see how they manage that. Another thing that's come out is that um, Ellie and Awesome will be moving to their own place now that they're married. Yes. Interesting. And Morgan will be moving in with Chuck. No. Yes. (laughs) Which is fantastic because that means that we get the bromance again. There's a legitimate reason for Chuck and Morgan to hang out a lot now that I don't think Chuck's going to be back at the buy more. They they didn't. uh, Nobody thought to ask that, I guess. But I don't think that Chuck will be back anymore. So this will be a way to keep Morgan around quite a bit. Interesting. I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. I, I think that. that's going to create awesome possibilities. Mm-hmm. And but then, of course, since Awesome knows Chuck's secret, there will be a reason for them to continue to interact as mm-hmm. well, and for Awesome to continue Morgan's um, instruction in how to be a man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is very cute. Yes, it is. Um, and uh, and we already knew that Karina will will be back. Yes, and we. There will be another attempt on Morgan's part to. Uh, <laughs> to take advantage of that yes you know they they did hook up once before and so he's going to give it another shot whatever whatever morgan keep telling yourself that yeah but uh but definitely the the most teasy can you say teasy thing uh, out of the whole thing was uh, when josh schwartz spoke about that what is it emotional and traumatic event <sighs> between chuck and sarah yes but good he follows the fans start groaning and he says, no, but good, but it's good. Mm-hmm. So of course uh, I knew immediately what my first question would be in the press room because yeah. the press room was after the panel. And uh, so I asked Schwartz about that. So, you know, he cared to expand and it was pretty clear that he was, you know, I think what happens when the, the showrunners in particular or the writers, the ones that are actually creating the show, um, when they talk to the fans or the media about the show and they throw out these things like emotional and traumatic event, mm-hmm. they know what it means. Yeah. They know what they're talking about. And that maybe is how they refer to it in the writer's room. Mm-hmm. And they, but because they know the end game, they know exactly what it means. They don't realize that when we knowing nothing about what's coming up for season three here, emotional and traumatic event, we all, as witnessed by 4,000 voices in the room, groan mm-hmm. and, you know, and, and start to get unhappy. I mean, the internet in- immediately went nuts because, you know, we were tweeting during the panel and along with several other people. And so it immediately went out there and the fans of that relationship started getting pretty unhappy. Mm-hmm. So, so I followed up with Schwartz in in the press room and he said, you know, I obviously picked the wrong words. Mm-hmm. And 
he, you know, he's like, I got to be careful what I say, how I, how I phrase this. So I think um, this is pure speculation on my part, but I think what he's referring to is that Chuck's decision to be a spy is emotional and traumatic for the relationship because Sarah was ready to give it up and go after the normal life. She was ready to pursue a normal life and give up the spy world. And Chuck has just flipped and decided that he does want to be a spy. Mm -hmm. And he no longer yearns for what he was thinking of as a normal life. And I think them having to figure out how to handle that is the emotional and traumatic event. Well, and and he did say, though, when when you did ask that question, he, he... He was very careful to spell out the fact that uh, season three is directly picking up where season yes. two left off. There's no it time does. elapsed between season two and season three. Not uh, in the first as, scene. Yeah, in in terms of the first scene, and so, and and then he also mentioned that it related to something that happened and didn't happen. Right, and so and that's where my speculation comes from. Yeah, well, I'm 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 wondering if if a particular scene might have been. Um, the previous episode where they uh, they were in the motel together and something mm-hmm. happened but didn't happen. Yes. And if that might have been the turning point sort of for Sarah, but also the complication thing for Chuck if he's fully investing in the spy world again. So Could be. Could be. Could be. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and then we also had... Um, a lot of discussion about beards. <laughs> well, what, they, they were calling it. A, they were calling it a beard off, weren't they? Yeah. yeah, in the press room. When when you're confronted with it, I mean, it's it's like the elephant in the room, the big hairy elephant in the room. And it was a huge elephant. Um, I'm thinking about Josh Gomez's beard, like. I didn't know a beard could grow that big. <laughs> well, as Zach said, Gomez had him on girth, but when it came to cleanliness, Zach would win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they were having a lot of fun with that. Is there anything else that um, that came out that you wanted to mention? I, well, in particular, we, we were talking about uh, um, Yvonne Strahovski and how she wasn't as well represented in the panel itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she didn't get a question until the very end. And, you know, I think she's fine with that. She seems to um, be happy to let Zach and Josh and, and in this case, Ryan and Adam Baldwin, Ryan McPartland and Adam Baldwin were also uh, fielding a lot of questions and joking around. And, and they uh, she seemed to be just fine with letting them do that, yeah. let them answer the questions. So it was, you know, I wish that uh, more had been directed at her and at Sarah Lancaster, mm-hmm. but... You know, we'll we'll work on doing one-on-one interviews with them later on, and and ask them our questions. Yep, which uh, which leads into some really really exciting news that the next few weeks are gonna be filled with some great interviews. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're looking forward to getting to talk to everybody as they get back to work. Yep, that's so. Uh, stay tuned because uh, there's gonna be a lot of cool stuff coming from the podcast, including some interviews with. I think I think we can say that. Um, uh, for sure, Ryan McPartland and Vic Sahai and uh, and likely Sarah Lancaster and um, 
Scott Rosenbaum, the writer, executive mm-hmm. producer as well. Yeah, that'll be great. Yeah. So Some more great. insight from the writers. Yeah, lots and lots and lots of cool stuff. And the other newsy thing um, coming out from Comic-Con is ChuckMeOut.com. That's right. They have created, NBC has created a, a website that is in response, directly in response to the fan campaign to renew the show. They wanted to find a way to really interact with the fans. And the way I understand it, they realized that the Chuck portion of the NBC.com website just wasn't set up to really interact with the fans. You know, it's a it's, it's an information site, but it doesn't allow for a lot of interaction. Mm-hmm. And they, they wanted to be able to bring um, like exclusive videos from, from the cast and the creative team, which they've got several posted already talking directly to the fans, you know, a minute, minute and a half, unless you're Josh Gomez. And then it's like four, because he's got things to say, mm-hmm. but <laughs> yeah, um, you know, they, they just really wanted a way to be able to reach out to the fans and, and bring us some, some content directly from the show, which I think is amazing. Um, I'm glad that they've just realized that the, the fans online, obviously we have a voice and that's a great way to reach us. And, um, I'm looking forward to seeing what else they have coming out on that. They're going to, they've got several videos up already and I've been told that they will just continue to add things during production. And then as the uh, premiere gets closer. So, mm-hmm. well, that's awesome. And definitely bookmark that site. Cause it looks like uh, as they begin to shoot, there'll be lots of opportunities for some cool stuff on that yep. site as well. Yep. And so, and so the panel wasn't the end of Comic-Con Liz, you've got some other stories to share. Yeah, we headed down with, um, you know, hundreds of thousands of other people uh, because the panel, uh, the cast was going to be down at the Warner Brothers booth um, signing posters and whatnot um, for for a little while. But by the time we got down there, it was crazy because there was so many people. I think all 160,000 people were there at that (laughs) same time. And you couldn't find a line to get in. You know, we ended up in line for something that nobody know, knew. Nobody could tell us what we were in line for. So we just kind of stood there. But we were in a great spot because they had, you know, the big uh, the big screens hanging, you know, overhead. And uh, Zach and Josh actually got up and played some, gave us some rock and roll. They gave us some, you have love a bad name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> bon Jovi. They just, bon Jovi. They belted out Bon Jovi to the absolute pleasure and uh, insanity of the crowd and we just it was crazy and we went nuts and everybody's rocking and rolling right there in the aisles no one could move it was literally a gridlock around the Warner Brothers booth but it was so much fun and they totally got into it Zach playing the drums Josh Belt not the tune and um, it was uh, it was just fun it was uh, typical Zach, Zach and Josh moment so Jeffster's got competition. Yeah, that's right. Dude. That's what I was thinking when you guys were all talking about Jeffster. I'm thinking, hmm, yeah, but however, <laughs> however, comma, Zach and Josh can belt out Bon Jovi. <laughs> so very cool. We'll see. And so uh, was that the end of everything? Well, actually, while we were standing in line, we decided that we wanted to try to get in. Uh, there was another signing with the cast of True Blood that was going to happen a couple of hours after the check one. So I thought, well, we're in line. Let's just stay and see if we can get in. 
We didn't. But while we were standing in line, who should appear heading on up to the uh, Warner Brothers Lounge to interview um, Schwartz and Fedak and Zach? Mo Ryan. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, from the Chicago Tribune. So they were um, – they had – Somebody else, another um, cast was up there being interviewed. So she hung out with us for a few minutes and uh, we gave her some more ideas, some more questions to ask and, you know, talked a little bit about the whole phenomenon of Chuck and and uh, Comic-Con in general. And so and that was just so cool to get to actually see her and, you know, meet her and and have a conversation. That was uh, that was pretty awesome. Because I think this was her first Comic-Con. It was her first time being in there, and she just didn't know what to expect. I think she was kind of blown away. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun. It it, it was fun to run into people who, who were, you know, Comic-Con virgins. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. this is our second time, so we're totally, you know, we've got all kinds of experience now. Yeah. <laughs> we can help them out. Yeah. But we also, um, we had a meetup on Friday night. With mm-hmm. some other uh, oh, Chuck fans, right? right. Yeah, uh, we met up with some Chuck fans and had them. We ended up having uh, folks come over to our hotel. Uh, we had a suite at a hotel. It was a, a little bit away from the the conference center, so you know, uh, location wasn't terribly convenient, but it made up for it in size. Our suite ended. I mean, our suite was bigger than my house. Wow. Now, granted, I live in a really small house, but. <laughs> We walked in and went, what? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Wow. It was definitely set up for a conference and for a party. Um, there, the patio was huge with about four um, four tables and chairs out there. Wow. Um, just, just for hanging out. Yeah. it was That was bigger than my deck. And uh, totally set up for entertainment. And we took advantage of it. We did. Uh, we also forgot to take pictures. <laughs> oh, no. So uh we Yeah, we had a pretty nice crowd there. Um we had Chris and uh, uh Justin and uh Wendy. Wendy. Yep. And um, we you know so we had several people there. Genevieve was there. We had a good time. We spent a couple hours, we ate some pizza, we talked about Chuck, we um looked at checkmeout.com cuz it had just gone live. So we watched some of the videos from there. Um um, and I, I think everybody had been at the TV guide panel with Zach earlier that evening. So we talked about that some and hmm. well, somebody said, must have taken pictures. Um, we realized it after most people had left that we hadn't taken. Any I took photos, a couple. So we well, I, I took a couple, but you know, the, uh, mm. <laughs> yeah. but the most part we were busy visiting. Yeah. 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 It wasn't until like the very end after hotel people had come up and, said they had complaints about noise. I don't know why. <laughs> we weren't being that noisy. We were laughing a lot, but... Uh-huh. Yeah. Cool. Well, we, before we leave the topic of Comic-Con, um, if people want to go next year, what date should they mark in their calendars? Well, first they should mark, um, I think it's the second week of February, to check the Comic-Con website and see if tickets are on sale. Mm-hmm. Because those things sell out fast. So you want to get your four-day pass or at the very least a Saturday pass because most likely check will be on Saturday as soon as it goes on sale. And mm-hmm. if you if you can't go, if it turns out that you're not able to go, there is up to a point that you can uh, turn your ticket back into to Comic-Con and get a refund. Um, and I believe that they are also transferable. So you could find someone else who wants to go and, you know, give them your ticket. But they're not expensive. I mean, it's a, I'm, 
I think a four-day pass is $100 next year. Oh, that's cheap. Which, yeah, that's super cheap for a convention. Mm-hmm. So the first first thing is to mark your calendar for um, for February to get your ticket. Uh, and then I believe, Liz, what did they say? Was it J- July 22nd? Is when it's yeah, started? yeah. It, usually July 22nd, and then it's four days. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the 22nd being mostly that's uh, pre preview night. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, so it's five days actually. Yeah. So um, um, so it'd be the 22nd through the 27th, I believe, is mm-hmm. when Comic Con will run next year. Very very cool. We actually will have some spoilers at the end of the show because production is starting, and so we are starting to get some new spoilers. We haven't had them for a while. Um, But before we wrap up, we did want to mention one thing is definitely we want to thank everybody for uh, sending in donations and buying items through Chuckazon, which is our little Amazon store, and also the the merchandise uh, for ChuckTV.net and also for Chuck versus podcast, it really, really does help. And especially the season two DVDs and Blu-rays. Oh, you know what? That was another thing that came out. It's not going to be released until February. No. Yes. Oh, my I think they goodness. were saying February 10th. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There were a lot of unhappy people when they said that. So originally, um, I believe they, they thought that it was coming out in August. Ali Adler had had said that it was going to be coming out in August, but yeah, Chris Fedak said that too. Yeah, they apparently decided to move it so that it's closer to the premiere of season three. Now, if that ends, if if season three ends up getting backed up and premiering earlier, I don't know what that's going to mean for for the DVD release. But they are, they did say that they are using this um, extra time to film some more extras, including um, they're doing awesome tips on how to be awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that'll be an extra that's included on the DVD. And uh, what was the other one, Liz? Casey's Casey's tips on how to be a spy. Uh, yeah. All right. Yeah. I think. Yeah. So they are working on some additional extras since they have been given a little more time. Oh my goodness! But that is yeah. terrible. It's going to be early 2010 before we get season two on DVD. Oh, that is terrible. Well, well you yeah. can pre-order at Chuckazon. It's a long yeah. pre-order, so you guarantee prices if inflation changes in the next year or so before the actual <laughs> season two um, DVDs and Blu-rays come out. Um, and you can still get the uh, the six-issue Chuck comic compilation on sale for, I think it's still thirteen fifty-nine. Which is a steal. Mm-hmm. I, I just got mine in the mail, I think, yesterday or the day before. Um, and it looks great. So uh, you can definitely order that and support the podcast along the way. Right. Don't forget to vote as you go to Podcast Alley or iTunes, um, downloading your um, episode of the podcast. Um, we love to hear you read your comments. Leave comments there. Um, at Podcast Alley and iTunes. Yep. We're continuing with Chuck Me Mondays, which is our group rewatch of Chuck from the beginning. We are watching them together at 9, 8 central on Monday evenings. And there's always a discussion post at ChuckTV.net. And we, we Twitter about it as well. And we've been doing some giveaways on ChuckTV.net on Mondays as well. So you'll want to check that out and uh, just stop by and get all the details there. Very cool. 
So we'll sign off. If you don't want to hear spoilers, you can turn off your podcast now. And if you do want some juicy spoilers for season three, just keep sticking around. So spoilers for season three. Oh, my goodness. Finally, finally. The um, first spoilers for season three actually came from Allie Adler, who posted a, a photo of her uh, monitor <laughs> on Twitter with yeah with a with a page from the script for episode two, which just confirmed what she had already said that Karina will be back. Um, I believe we talked about that in our last podcast. And there's been further speculation that the um, the love trapezoid, not love triangle, but the love trapezoid coming our way uh, <laughs> involves Karina, Morgan, Chuck, Sarah, and possibly Casey. So I, <laughs> oh boy, you know, wow! I think it's yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. It's going to be a whole, uh, you know, a, a, farcis- a farcical. That's not the right word. Anyway, it's it's going to be really fun to watch. I think it's going to be something of a farce, and I think it'll be um, it'll just be a hoot. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to seeing Karina back in action. Very very cool. Um, and you know, I should mention that on the panel, um, a, a question that's come up a lot is that in season one, Sarah said that she had a sister. Yeah. And then you know we met her father, and we saw some flashbacks, and there's been no further mention of a sister. So there was a lot of speculation about. You know, was that just part of the cover? Where was the sister? If that was really true, and people wondered if perhaps Karina was Sarah's sister. Mm-hmm. And somebody asked. That's that was the question that Yvonne got at the panel uh, at Comic Con, and it was kind of if you watch the panel, you know, it's a long running joke. You know, write that down. Yeah. And uh, which continued into the press room it was pretty funny. But she, you know, she turned to uh, Schwartz and Fedek, and and Fedek was. Oh, write that down. So, what? <laughs> I don't know if that means that they hadn't actually considered it before, or if they were just covering. But I guess we'll find out. I, I hope we get more about uh, Karina's past and her connection to Sarah, because obviously they've known each other for a while. Mm-hmm. Saw the first time around. So now the odd thing is just what, the way they pictured her relationship with her father when she was younger. It did seem like it was just the two of them. But then right. you you wonder, well, where was her mother? Maybe she had a sister who was with her mother. Mm-hmm. It could have been that dynamic. Exactly. They could have been split up and gone with each parent. Mm-hmm. No, no. Yep. We have uh, spoilers for the premiere. It's going to be called Chuck versus the Pink Slip. Mm-hmm. And it does begin right from the end of Guys I Know Chuck Fu. Guys I Know Kung Fu, not Chuck Fu. Which Chuck Fu did get mentioned at Comic Con, and they loved that. So, um, kudos to the the guy whose song I butchered mm-hmm. on a previous podcast when I was singing that. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's uh, that's become they they loved that, and they started saying that during uh, from uh, in the panel and in the press room. So you'll probably see that come up. But from where Chuck says, "Guys, I know Kung Fu," we pick up immediately from there, and then Casey is talking to Chuck and saying, you know, it's time to go to training. And Chuck's like, I don't know, you know, what do you mean I have to leave again? And it's, uh, Casey says, well, did you want to be a spy? You said you wanted to be a spy. And, and Chuck kind of, again, decides 
decides and commits to that, mm-hmm. to, to being a spy. And he, he goes off to training. So we do, our first scene is an immediate pickup and then we get a three months later. Oh, okay. Stayed in. Yes. So we see, um, Chuck, he's, he's been, um, they're trying to transform him from an asset into a super spy. Mm-hmm. So he's been sent to, to training. Flash forward three months, and we find a a cool, confident Charles Carmichael. He's meeting with some Russian spies to negotiate the return of some stolen item. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all going really well until all the time comes for Chuck to actually pull the trigger on one of the spies when things don't go well. And his weakness is revealed at that point. He cannot, he, he can't shoot him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the Russians get to jump on him and, oh, it was all a simulation. Oh, okay. And it's, it's, it's terminated. And General Beckman's there. She's not pleased because Chuck is still working from his emotions. Yeah. And she's, she's trying to train that out of him, but you know, he's our Chuck. That's not going to happen. Yeah. So he, he does end up being sent out on a real world mission. Um, Sarah is busy romancing a Frenchman who, it's help me out here. It's pronounced, or I'm sorry, it's spelled G I L L E S. How is that uh, pronounced? Gilles. Gilles. Yeah. yeah. As in, uh, you know, Jill. Uh, yeah, but it's a good, uh, usually a guy's name. Yeah, we just thought that was really funny that yeah. they were revisiting that name. <laughs> so yes, so Sarah is uh, is romancing uh, the French na- Frenchman named Gilles. Um in an ironic twist and um, Chuck is ends up finds himself up on stage. They're at a nightclub. He finds himself up on stage as part of the band <laughs> and <laughs> which is, uh, you know, then his uh, newfound skill at flashing comes in quite handy because suddenly he can play in the band. Mm-hmm. Um, but unfortunately his accent, uh, he accidentally takes out a, a really bad guy who comes looking for him and then figures out where, to strike Chuck where it really hurts, and that would be Sarah. Ah. Aha. So our first episode back, we get to see uh, some training. We get to see Chuck flashing and using his new skills, which don't stay with him, as we've been told. They're not permanent. He gets them when he needs them. <laughs> and not always then, because there there is a point where he's trying to force himself to flash to get out of a situation, and, and it doesn't work. So, uh, yeah, but Casey and Colonel Casey and Sarah and Chuck are still a team and they're still out on missions and it's a, I think it's going to be a rip roaring way to start season three. Very, very cool. And let's all hope that Leno doesn't go very well. <laughs> so we can see that soon. <laughs> so soon. See sooner than later. And eventually one year, our kids will see the release of the season two DVD. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna happen man it's gonna happen yeah. cool well so that's all we have for this week and uh, next time we will have our first video podcast if everything goes well that's right that'll be pretty exciting so we're gonna sign off for this week and thank you so much for listening we look forward to uh, talking with you again and whiling away the months until Chuck returns hopefully sooner rather than later all right We'll see you next time, guys. Bye-bye. Ciao.